Ladies, are you approaching perimenopause or menopause? What if I told you that hormone replacement therapy can help you stay and feel 40 forever? On today's episode, I'm going to share my own personal journey as I begin to explore HRT for myself, but I also want to share some very important things that you need to be doing first before you decide to have hormone replacement therapy. We're also going to discuss what to do to your macros if your activity level changes based off of an illness or maybe an injury, and we talk about weight loss stalls too. Are you really stalled? And you guys know us, it's Candidly with Coffee, so we've got a lot of other fun stuff to talk about today, so grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Happy Monday, and you know my same message, let's go! My gosh. Is that where we're at today? Yes, we're that's at, where we're at today. That's the energy levels? Yes. Oh, my God. I had a hard, good workout. I'm fired up. Oh, no. I'm in for it. Maybe I should turn your mic down. Hmm. <laughs> Says the one with the loudest voice in the world right here. I don't know. You're pretty loud yourself. I don't Not like you, though. My voice doesn't no? care like yours. Mine no. carries. Really? Come on, are you playing dumb, really? I don't know. Babe, you don't have a filter. Your voice is like high. You don't know how to bring it down low. It's good. It's good for this, though. I guess. They can hear you clearly. Projectile. Yes. Yep. Your projectile. We are back, you guys. I wanted to let you guys know that I have brought back timestamps to the podcast. So if you are interested in only certain topics, then just check the timestamps and go on over to that timestamp and listen to that. Our format is you're going to get the personal stuff in the beginning and then we go into some topics, but I do my best to break it all out for you guys just to make your listening experience easier if you don't have a lot of time to listen to us banter on. Yeah. So exactly. it's a little time consuming sometimes to do that, but I'm get, the feedback is that people like it. So we are going to bring them back. Hey, we're just here to make you all happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yep, it. Yep. And then the uh, got to do our housekeeping. If you guys are not already following us on our candidly underscore with coffee Instagram, make sure you do that because we do the daily walk and talks. Daily, every day. Yeah. Every day that we're, unless we don't walk that day, but for the most part, it's every day. It's like a new thing. Like we're like consistent with it now. Yeah. Walking talks. It's a routine. That's cool. Because you make things a routine and yeah. they become a habit. So what are we going to do when it's raining out? We're still going to do the walking talks? We're going to have to figure it out. We're going to still do the walking talks. In, in the, the rain? rain? Yeah, why not? Oh, our phones though. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Figure, we'll see. We'll figure something Maybe out. Maybe we'll go to the coffee, we'll go to the parking lot talks. We used to do can of combos. That's true. There you go. See? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a way, you guys. But anyways, follow us there. And then, of course, follow us on our personals as well. So yes, there's Esco Elite Fitness for Mike. And then I have Jay's Body Boot Camp for my weight loss stuff. But then I also have Mrs. CEO underscore J for fashion, beauty, because I still like that stuff. Of course you do. You're a fashionista. Yeah. And then uh, we have the newsletter. A new newsletter is coming out next Monday. And it's going to be my go-to fast food order, like my favorite fast food order. And you guys, you don't want to miss the newsletter. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter. You can click on the link down in the description, and that will take you over to my little mini Stan website, and you can sign up for the free macro-friendly recipes newsletter there. That's cool. We just love you guys. So thank you so much for all your support. I wanted to give a little shout-out to Kate McCambly. She actually shared a link 
to an episode of our podcast and her stories. And I thought that's really nice. Just a direct link to our podcast of an episode that she enjoyed. So shout out to Kate for doing that. We appreciate sharing. Thank you, Kate. Appreciate that. Yeah. And I also want to know something today. I'm asking you guys something. Comment below on YouTube if you are new to our show. If you are pretty new, like you've just started listening within the last month or so, I would like to officially welcome you to the show. And I want to know if you're new. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because we appreciate all you. We appreciate our current followers, our followers from the beginning since we first started and our new followers. We love you all. Yeah. And if you are listening, then this show is also on YouTube and that's where you get to interact with us. So if you want to head over to YouTube and comment there, even though you may be... More often than not, you listen. That's okay, too. That's where you could let us know over on the latest YouTube video. And the YouTube video is linked in the show notes if you're listening. I wanted to share that. And I'm going to talk about my journey with HRT a little bit later in this episode. But I wanted to first share that when I went to the doctor for my hormone replacement therapy lab work, we did a full weigh-in and the scale and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys, I had a, a shocking moment. Oh boy. You, My, it's like you won the lottery right now. I, I, I see how I had her. Like I, yeah. I had her do it twice because I was so confused. My whole entire life, I thought I was five foot two, but that I was a little above five two. So I would always just say five three. So on my driver's license, it says five three, but I always felt like I'm a little fibbing. I'm a little under You're five fibbing. three. Smudge. Even my sister would always say, 5'3", yeah, right, on a good day. She would always make fun of me for it. Trying to, like, deflate you. Man. Look at her. <laughs> Anyways, they measured me, and I'm 5'3 and a half. Hold my coffee moment, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm blasting your sister. Sorry. Well, the funny thing about my sister yeah. is that for, for my whole entire life, she's always said she was 5'7", and it wasn't that long ago that she got a, moment, a reality check when her doctor told her she's 5'5". Five five. I got a reality check too, man. I lied about my height. Yeah, what's yours? I'm more like five eight. You're five nine. You thought you were five nine, and you're five eight. Yeah, because I probably didn't mm-hmm. take my shoes off a few times at the doctor's <laughs> office. They left them on, and you can't do that. It's cheating. There's a yeah. soul. No, we. Uh, I was so shocked. I had her do it twice, and even I still thought she said five three point. Or no, I thought she said five three two five, and I thought or, or six three two five inches. But I, she actually said 6.3.5 inches. So I was actually 5.3 and a half. You came, you came back from your little blood work like you won the little lottery. Like, babe, babe, you should have seen this girl. I'm taller than I thought, which is good. That's nice. I always thought that too, that you were 5.3. I never thought you were 5.2. I don't know. It's so weird. I feel like I my whole life I thought I was 5.2 and I'm 5.3 and a half. Do you think that it's possible that once I built my back and corrected my posture that I grew it is possible or a measure taller because i stand up straighter that's possible if my if i used to bend a little like this and now i'm like this yes you op- you opened up your spine you're standing taller yeah maybe huh interesting maybe resistance training we know this from nasa what does it do what does a muscle do pulls on the bones right yeah so maybe it made your bones grow a little bit over the years yeah now. that's why resistance training ladies resistance yes. training you need it. don't because avoid it don't wait until you're really need it you really need it when you enter menopause because yes. you need it for your bones you need it for longevity don't wait till then though to no. do it no don't and for your mental health yeah i 
what did I do for cheat day yesterday? Pizza. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Pizza in my heart was so good. I like it. You know why? Very thin crust. I like that. Not a lot of breading. It was just very basic. Basic. But it, it had such excellent flavor. I had pizza. I did. I had protein ice cream over the little tiny apple pies from Trader Joe's. I almost forgot we had that. That was so good. So good. And the protein ice cream I made, I used the One Up Nutrition Isoprotein Vanilla Ice Cream Protein Powder. It did not disappoint. I asked you, I said, would you know that this was protein ice cream no. if I hadn't told you? No. And you would have just thought it was regular vanilla if, ice cream. Yeah. Now, what did I say? I said, more parents should learn how to make this kind of ice cream and feed it to their kids. Just don't say nothing. You're feeding them protein ice cream, something good. Don't tell them. Give them the apple pie a la mode with, with the tiny apple pies from Trader Joe's that are only 200 calories yes. and protein ice cream on the top. That's it. They won't even know it. Don't tell them. Yeah, don't tell them. If you tell them it's healthy or it's good for then them, they're going to be like, it's not good. I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. you're not kids. They're rebellious. They don't want it. They want the, yeah. the, the, the good stuff. Yeah, and I don't mean the healthy stuff, but the good but stuff. But if they don't know, what exactly. they don't know won't hurt them. Bingo. So I the protein powder for me, this is the first time I tried the One Up Nutrition Vanilla. It is a winner for me. And the only thing I added to it, I did the reduced fat fair life, a tablespoon of sugar-free vanilla jello pudding. And then I added a little bit of vanilla bean paste just to give it a more vanilla vibe, yeah, like a traditional yeah. vanilla bean ice yes. cream. And it was delicious. Yes. I highly recommend it. Yes, it was. Yeah, so good. And it's the ISO, so it's only 109 calories for 25 grams of protein. Oh, that's the ISO. Yes. Yeah. That's much small. That's much less. Usually they're about 160, yeah. 55, 60 mm -hmm. calories a, mm -hmm. a scoop. So Damn. what do we say? That's better bang for your buck. Dude, you can't lose. What is it? 109 calories? Yeah. And 25 grams of protein? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't lose. That's like a that. win. Winner. That's good spend. That's what we call in the business world, good return on your investment. I spent my $109. I got a lot of investment, a lot of money back. Yes. Good investment. Good return on my investment. That's how you think about protein and calories, yes. guys. That is just, if you can start thinking about protein and calories like it's that, numbers. you're going to start hitting your protein goal. Yes. You're going to start hitting your protein goal before you run out of calories because that's what people do. If they're not like avid trackers, then that's the... Number one tip I can give you is pay attention to your calorie to protein ratio, and then you're going to eat a lot of protein without eating a lot of calories. And, and also follow her advice and my advice. So we always tell you guys, load up on protein early on. That way you get it over with. You, you're full. Your, your satiety is met. And later on, when you get to the end, you're like, wow, I got 300, 400 calories left and I hit my protein That's goal. That's my favorite. Now you can have a treat. Yeah. I know it's your favorite. your hack. That's my you hack. You do it every day. And that if I do that, if I'm meet my goal, then I'll usually have an it's at ice cream. And look, I got to say this, man, on here, on air and everything. I'm proud of you. You're looking fucking good. You're busting your ass. You're watching your, you're adhering to your own program. And this girl eats ice cream every night. She's leaning down. <laughs> yeah. So those of you who say how, it's because we know the formula. That's how. You come into my room and I'm like a little hamster with my it's at ice cream. So excited watching Real Housewives. Yeah. And people probably, and I know, traditional coaches are whatever Whoa, what are they teaching we're teaching balance and sustainability not even balance sustainability enjoy yeah. your food yeah for that's sure it. thank you good. though that's such a nice compliment you're doing a good job good job thank you good job you helped me out too you're my coach so i'm yeah. saying yeah yeah i'm definitely feeling like i'm now entering new territory again territory that i haven't been at in many years since i was training to compete because it's like I've held around 
a little bit heavier than this for a long time. And it's great. It's a great place to be. And I'm not saying it's, there's anything wrong with it, but I love a challenge. Yes. That's what it is. I've had a a moments recently where I've had many people challenge me because I'm in menopause that it wouldn't be possible. Well, was it people say to you, Oh, wait till you're 40. Yeah. Wait, we'll get into that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You're like me. Like somebody challenges me. All right, let's go. Well, it's what do we call it? We call it home my coffee. Yep, let's go. It's a home my I can't have abs at this age yeah. as a Latino man. Watch this. I'll prove all y'all wrong. So how was your cheat day? <laughs> <laughs> let's Which, be honest with the listeners. You want me to you want me to go in and tell you? I, I mean, started? Yeah, you had Mine's a crazy scared. cheat day. Crazy. I, I needed it though. I felt like I really needed it. Like my body needed it. So I started off up 330 on the road at five something to meet up with my boys in San Francisco to go to a car show yesterday that we had. So I picked up two, do- uh, two dozen donuts for the guys, for the crew. My first meal, I didn't even have a donut yet. I, re- I drove to San Francisco. We, we all met at McDonald's in Stonetown. I had a sausage, egg, McMuffin, hash brown, and coffee. When we got to the, the park and set up and put our cars in the show, I had three donuts. And after that, I had a couple of sausage links, some chicken thighs. No, not thighs. Uh, drums. But drums. Drums, mm-hmm. but big. They were really protein heavy. Mm-hmm. I made sure I had a lot of protein too. And then after having that all day, that's what I ate during the day, came home. I smashed a uh, pizza with you guys. Came home to me who, who was couch rotting. Couch rotting. <laughs> and I smashed like three, three slices of pizza. And then mm-hmm. the dessert that you gave me. Yeah, the tiny apple pies with protein ice cream. And then I finished it off, polished off with a super steak burrito last night. Yeah, from San Francisco, a... from La Taqueria. Shout out La Taqueria on Mission Street in 25th, my spot. But I, what I did is I had a double protein. I don't use rice. So it's just really just double steak. So you had about 6,000 calories. At least. Yeah. At least. And you're up eight pounds, seven pounds. From yesterday's weigh-in to today, eight pounds when I first weighed in, and I'm down. I'm only up five now. So, okay. When you first woke up, you're up eight, and now you're eight. only up five. Why is that? Yes. <laughs> you answer that the for three? the listeners. What's the... What is the magic? How did he lose no, three pounds? No, what's the three pounds is the oh. <laughs> three trips to the doctor, yes. to the toilet. Th- yes, three three massive, massive trips to the, yeah. <laughs> Don't say massive. It's too descriptive. TMI. Too descriptive. Three trips to the. Oh, my goodness. Let a few pounds go. Yeah. I did weigh. I've talked about it on this episode. I've, there was a time there not long ago. And you guys know if you've been listening for a while where I just was anti-scale. I was in denial about why that was because I just didn't want to like face things sometimes. I wanted to not be held accountable to my weight. Yeah, you don't want you want to be in denial like everybody else. Yeah, that's and that's why. exactly. And you don't want to be held accountable. That's the main thing. Guys, okay. don't want to be held accountable. And that's why the 12 or 15 pounds, however, it was probably about 15 pounds of menopause weight crept up on me because I was just trying to base it off my clothes still fit well. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, but you I, got a little bouncier stuff lately because you're like, babe, look at my jeans are all getting loose. I know. The I clothes love it. do not lie. That is a good but sign. But what I was saying, can I? Speak? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> my ADHD brain God interrupts. Damn. A lot. What I was saying is, I would have never, in a million freaking years, just six months ago, step on the scale after a cheat day. I just wouldn't. But now it's like, who cares? Why? I know it's up. It's water weight. It's no big deal. Like I don't even trip my. Just so you guys know, yes, I'm losing and I'm getting leaner and I'm really happy. I don't want you to think I step on the scale and it goes down and down and down and down every day. No, it pops up and down. My range, now that I'm getting to know myself, is I'm always fluctuating three pounds in both directions. But as long as I, each week, I'm hitting a new low in that three pound fluctuation that I know I'm dropping weight. 
If I see a number that's lower than I saw all week last week, then I'm like, okay, I'm dropping. And that's how I gauge it. But I did, I was up two pounds this morning. That wasn't bad, I thought. Did it freak you out? Did you panic? Oh, no. Not actually thought, wow, that's not bad. I you, expected you to be up three pounds. You didn't go like back in bed and start crying? Oh, my God, babe. I'm Don't joking. Dumb. I know I'm, you're joking, joking, but it's dumb. No, no, but listen, I was like you too. Listen, I was like her. I used to be scared of the scale. I ain't scared of nothing. I ain't scared of nothing. Why should we be scared of it? It's data. It's to let us know what our bodies are doing. Don't look at it like, oh, my God, I'm dreading. Look at it as data. See what your bodies are. Because another thing that I'm engaging is if I'm losing weight, but my body fat's not dropping, but I'm keep dropping weight, like something, there's a problem there. Then I'm a little concerned. Wait a minute, I'm not eating enough protein or something. Yeah, but you know what? The scale isn't the most accurate for body fat. No, me- I know that. I know that. But ours, the one we have, is pretty. Is pretty good. Uh, but let's just know where we're at. But just an, especially if you have a lot of weight fluctuations, you're actually better off on the scale looking at the pounds of fat instead of the percentage, because the percentage. If your weight goes down, your the percentage shifts more, and it's not as accurate unless you look at the pounds of fat. Ah, uh, gotcha. It's just a little tidbit. I just don't want people to get confused with those. Yeah. Don't get fixated on the fat percentage on your yeah. scales. It also doesn't become as consistent and a good data point until you're pretty lean. If you are pretty heavy, don't freak out about the fat percentage because your fat cells hold a lot of water. You taught me that. The I didn't even know that. The more fat cells you have, the more water you hold. Fat cells hold a lot of water. In fact, sometimes you're dropping weight, but you're, you still have water in your fat cells. And so maybe the fat is going away, but that's why sometimes you'll be dropping, but the scale's not moving. Then all of a sudden it does drop because your fat cells finally release the water. They yeah. call it the whoosh effect, but I've seen it on myself many times. I, I know when my body's releasing the fat cells, because I tell you, I start getting ravenous and I'm like, what the hell's going on? All of a sudden, I'm extra hungry. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, step on know, the scale. Do you want to know why that is? Do you know what happens? Explain to the people. Okay, so, so know. the more fat cells you have, the more leptin you have. Leptin keeps you full. It's the hormone that keeps you full. As you lose fat and you're actually, it's actual fat that you're losing, you will feel a change in hunger because- with the loss of fat, lowers the leptin levels. And leptin is what keeps you full because it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Because your body's, yeah. oh shit. When they have to, when it has to use fat, it's like using its emergency fund. Yes. That's like us yes. having to dip into savings to yes. pay a bill. Yep. Your body doesn't like it. Nope. Okay. So leptin goes down and ghrelin goes up. Yeah. And your body got, wants you to eat so it can store it back, so it can put it back in savings. It's amazing, our bodies, mm-hmm. huh? It's amazing. To keep us alive, it's right? amazing. It is. But that's why our bodies are so amazing. They're very... That is why fat loss is so difficult, because fat loss goes against what our bodies want to do. I know. Whoever made us, why? Because <laughs> they didn't make us to be excessive. Then You're free right. will, right. and then the You're industrial right. revolution that made yes. food taste delicious mm-hmm. made it easy. It, did, it wasn't always, think of the caveman days. They, they didn't overeat. No. So they no. didn't need to have that mechanism, that shutdown mechanism, right? Because we they didn't overdo it. You, it's, you have to understand something, too. Look where we live. We're in USA. We're in America. There, there's a fast food restaurant on every corner. You go to right. other countries, their world, where they have to cook their food and hunt and eat it. Go look how lean and healthy those people are. It's the difference. So how long do you think it'll take to go shed that water? Usually for you, two days. What's today? Sunday? Yeah. By Tuesday. Monday. Oh, yeah. tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. I always find that 
Tuesday, it like levels back out. And then by Thursday, I, I start to see the new lows again hit the scale. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm like, okay, we're dropping again. You can, if you weigh every day or close to every day, you'll better be able to predict trends. And you're also better be able to predict if, uh oh, I'm slipping. I'm, I'm slipping. slipping. A it's getting away. That's what's good for data. You mm-hmm. let you, it, keep you, it keeps you honest. It really does. It keeps you in check. It really does. All right, moving on. I want to talk about the latest episode of The Golden Bachelor. Oh boy, my yeah, wife's new I, favorite show. I really like it. It's cool. I it's do cu- like it. It's a cute it. show. So if spoiler alert, forward this if you don't want us to spoil it because I'm going to spoil it a little bit. But there was one that woman that left. She actually, to me, was like, a, oh, beautiful. She's 60 years old. She looks great. She's yes. really pretty, really mm-hmm. fit. Lost her husband a couple years ago. She left because her daughter was having some complications with the childbirth that she just had and with the newborn. She didn't really elaborate on that, but you know, can't mess with mama bear. No, no one messes with mama no, bear. No, you would have done the same thing. But I also think that because she had a date and kind of connected with Gary the night before, but I truly believe, I think that she enjoyed the date and it opened up her heart to the thought of dating again. But I believe deep down in her soul, she didn't feel like he was the one. Yeah. Or I don't think she would have left. Or, or another thing I was thinking about that her feelings are so strong that her safety mechanism told her just leave before you get too attached and then you get your heart broke because maybe she might not get picked. So that can happen too. That's these, these, true these, la- too. these ladies are sad because I think about us when I watch the show and what's that What's that you said? I'll never be able to recover from this? Yeah, I'll never be able to. That it works both ways. If something happened to you and I lost you at a young age, same thing, I'd be screwed. I won't be able to recover. I'd be crushed. Oh, just so you know. Nice, it works in reverse, babe. yeah. But you know what I have to say? I want to touch on something that you just said because it's so smart that you said that it could have been a defense mechanism where she's, it's almost like fight or flight kicks in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I could feel myself like falling, but here I am with all these other women not willing to do that. I remember yeah. feeling that way, honestly, when we first started dating. Really? We first started dating and I started to, I was catching the feelings and I remember feeling like, and this is after we were already boyfriend and girlfriend but you know how that first few months is still navigating like you've still got girls hitting you up and yeah. i've still got guys that maybe i was talking to before it's a, you have to go through a, a rough time but but but, I, but, but let's, let's stop there you know what's funny and this happens a lot it happened to you it happened to me is the minute like we're single right but the minute we claim like we're boyfriend and girlfriend off the market they hit you up even worse right. it's crazy they do and i remember a specific incident that happened and i called nicole for advice. Yeah. And honestly, I credit, if it were not for that advice that she gave me that day, if I would have made a different phone call to somebody else and they would have given me different advice, we might not be together today. Yeah. Because her advice was, she read right through me. She goes, no, this is because you're a hard ass and you're starting to really catch feelings for him. So you're wanting to run from it because you don't want to get hurt. She goes, put your big girl panties on. This is exactly what she said. Put your big girl panties on it'll be fine. Just push through it. And if I, and I took her advice Damn. and if I had not, I wanted her to tell me him, yeah. get the f- out of there. Yeah. You got all the, yeah. di- I, that's what I wanted her to tell me. And yeah. I wanted to be all, yeah, you're right. Kim and get my clothes. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, and no, girl leave. power. Kim. I wanted that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but that's not what she did. She called me out on my BS and she gave me really great advice and because of that advice, we're still together. And she was exactly right. It wasn't because of what was happening necessarily. It was because I was 
feeling more than I was comfortable feeling. Yeah. Because yeah. that meant that if this didn't work out, I was going to be heartbroken. Yeah. I, I was high risk too. It wasn't like you're getting with a square bear. You know what I'm saying? You did <laughs> a video. You did a cute video a long time ago of us. It's like everybody said it's not going to mm -hmm. work. You, you got to understand you came out of a divorce. I was four years on the market single, just running amok with no yeah. nothing, no rules, no nothing, do what I wanted. So it, it was an adjustment for me too. And I know how yeah. to, I had to change myself. I still like, honestly, if I'm being honest, I was still entering into manhood, even in my thirties, I wasn't a, yeah. there yet. I was still immature because that oh, was, I can vouch I, my, for that. my priorities were wrong back yeah. then. I was all over the place. Yeah. If it wasn't for you, I, I would have probably never simmered down and been who knows where. It takes a yeah. strong woman to like settle your ass down and focus. Yeah. Well, and I need an alpha female because I'll, I'll run right over 99% of, you, of women. Yeah, out there. you're they tough can't. one I sometimes. I know. I'm, like, I'm if, a hard ass. If I were not as it's tough true. as I am, I'd crumble like a bag of potato yeah, chips sometimes. No just doubt. because you like, you're just very. I know. I don't know. It's hard to explain. And what's crazy is, again, I've been thinking a lot like. And I talked to myself the other day in the mirror, like, Mike, don't fuck this up. Don't don't push your wife away because one day she could slap you <laughs> with a divorce, say, I'm out. I'm done with this crazy dude. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I know I have my moments and I don't know what's wrong with me sometimes. Last week was rough, man. I was just internally, yeah. I was like fuming and not feeling good. And I don't know why mm -hmm. I wasn't myself. Yeah. I'm no. sure some of the listeners noticed it. I wasn't, I don't know. These, these mental health is for real, it's you know what I'm saying? It's for everything. It sucks. And I know what to look for. I know I pay attention to those things. But yeah, but it doesn't mean... Like I told you, you know, it, we understand that you struggle sometimes in different things you struggle with. Yeah. But I just want to be careful on don't use it as a crutch. Though. Yes. Agreed. I don't want you to always use it as a crutch. Oh, right. I'm acting like this because I have ADHD. No, yeah, yeah. No, you're you know, right. because that's not fair. Yeah. It's you it's can not. acknowledge it. You know, that's fine, but it's not always a crutch and an excuse to get away with everything. Or, or my bipolars, you called me. Yeah, <laughs> you be diagnosing me. I'm like, I've never been diagnosed by a doctor, but this one right here diagnosed me twice. ADHD the, and bipolar. I have my MD in my Google MD. That's and, what they call it. And I'll be honest with you. I inherited this from my mother, you guys. It, it, it is genetic. My mother had this. My mother had the suicide gene. My mother had bipolar, all that. Yeah. I inherited it from her. Yeah. It sucks. I love her, but it sucks that she passes on to me. Oh, Firstborns always get the worst. Then I, the and I got high blood pressure from my father. Thanks, Dad. All right, I love back you, to Golden Bachelor. I what I did want to point something out about the show in general, the vibe of it. The women are hilarious. Okay, the women are good. They're good TV. They don't, and you know what? They give zero. Yes. I love that. Yes, like young they, women always care about how they look, who to impress. These women care less. Yeah, there's fun. a little cattiness and stuff, but it's, it's natural, different. Like they had their vibe is so good. I don't know if it's because I'm older now, so I can relate to these ladies. Maybe young people aren't gonna, aren't feeling the same way, but I feel that older women are making a comeback. Like older women, oh, it's yeah. cool to be an older woman. Yeah. It's no longer like Golden Girls vibes. No, it's no. even like in, in Hollywood. And I mean like movies. They're casting older women. They're doing entire movies based on friendships of older women. Like the 80 for Brady movie. Yes, that, that one we was, watched. That was a cute movie. Yes. It was so good. Or like the book club, the something book club movie. There's a lot of movies and entertainment like surrounding older women. And old, they're, this show is proving how entertaining they are. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know what it they're is, funny but ladies. I'm here for it because they're older women are peaking right as I'm entering the group. Right. So I'm cool? excited. Yeah. It, it's almost, you know how they always say 40 is the new 
20 and all of that, right? Yeah. Now I feel it's 70 is the new 40. Yeah. Yeah. 60 is the new 30. And you know what? With medical science, nutrition, information, dude, we could be youthful and look good in our later years. There's help. We're in a different era. There's help, you guys. 2023, it's way different than 30 years ago. Unfortunately for the Golden Girls, they didn't have a lot of help back then. I know. Like they do now. What else is also in, I feel like, besides the older people, is husband and wife teams, power couples. 100%. Power couples are in. A lot of people want that now. Yeah. Before it was like the cool thing. And I'll be honest with you. You said something to me. Remember when we first started dating or getting together and we got together and and you were like, oh, we got to hang out other married couples or something or other couples in relationship. I was like, what? Yeah. I said, we need more couple friends because you just always had you. It was you and a bunch of girls all the time. And not just girl. I have a lot of homeboys. But you always wanted there to be a lot of girls. Stupid. A little douche vibes. Yes. Little douche vibes. Admit that. Let's admit that. We've come pa- we've come a long Man, way. Man, I'm way different. That was like 13 years ago. I, I've matured. You were a little douchey. Like when we first got our boat, you just always wanted there to be like hot girls on the boat. Because I was still like mine in the single days. Listen, when my boys always had their boats on the lake, I didn't have a boat, so I'd chip in in gas. And I was a single trainer and I knew girls and I'd invite them on the boat. Yeah. Because that's how you get other girls. You, necessarily, I didn't want those girls. You, you bring girls, which is so it basically, if you have 10 dudes on a boat, ain't no girls going to come near. They're going to be intimidated. But you got one or two, three dudes, and you got like 10 girls on the boat. More girls want to come that's by. So we're, flo- we're floating our own egos, if I'm being honest. I was floating yeah. my own ego. Not just me, but me and my boys. and yeah. Douchey. Yeah. Douchey, yeah. The douchery. Douchey. Popping bottles. Hey, look at us. We're so cool. But anyways, douchery. I had to. Simmer me down. Simmer you out of that, but power yes. couples are in. I just feel like now it's cool to not only be su- like successful or building your personal brand, but to have your wife be doing it with you. It's like a cool thing and not no longer looked down upon. Nope. It's not like the businessmen are over here and the wives are at home. No, it's these partnerships that you're partners in love and life and business. Yes. That's look, why I love what we have going on. Look at, look at Wes, how successful he is. He's making ma- millions a month, but he wants... A queen. He wants a he queen. He can't land one because he does not good in that department. He wants a queen. Well, he wants he to be a power couple. he has one right now. He has one, but let's see how long he can hold on to this one. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. Yeah. I guess we don't really know. Hopefully for him, it is yes. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wants that. You see, a lot of guys want that. A lot of men, when they're mature, they want a, a solid woman, a queen by yeah. their side. Someone, a partner. An, yeah, a partner. An equal partner. Exactly. Rather than someone below them or, nah. I don't know. Mm-mm. I think it's a new era that's coming out. Yes, and it, it is. It's, and I'm loving it. Yep. I am loving it. All right. The hot coffee topic, an interesting one, actually. Mm. It is an Amazon scam that I want to let our listeners know about. Ooh, do tell. This is so crazy, you guys. Think about this. How much do you shop on Amazon? Almost daily. People shop on Amazon almost daily. So yeah. this scam is like brilliant. Oh, whoa. There's a scam going around where if people get your credit card number, they will charge your credit card, like recurring charges. And it's almost exactly the same description that Amazon uses. So it's Amazon.un or something instead of Amazon.us or that comes on your credit card. So what does that mean? When you see the Amazon charges, are you even tripping on it? That's true. People probably is going right over their head. So what they do is low amounts, recurring, and they just keep going until that card doesn't charge anymore. And people don't notice until it's been years. Wow. 
Hey, listen, not, not to get off topic, like you like to make fun of me, but there was a super brilliant scam that happened with Pacific Bell years ago when I was a young man where like all of us were getting charged an extra 25 cents. I forgot how they figured out. Everybody was getting charged an extra 25 cents on the bill. But again, it's so little and minute, no one's going to pay attention. But imagine millions of people, millions, tens of millions of people, 10, 25 cents. That adds up But quick. it wasn't Amazon. It's not Amazon. So I want to be clear. It's not Amazon doing the yeah, scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's someone and they're smart. They don't go for broke, right? They don't go $500 charges. So this one girl no. that I was listening to, she said the charge for her was like every few days or like once a week, $1,650. She says, but it, she finally realized, wait a minute, this is a lot of the same amounts or I'm not recognizing that amount. And one day she paid attention and thought, I've never bought anything for this amount on Amazon. It went back for two years. Whoa. And guess what? Her bank, it was Chase Bank. They're, they would not credit her for, for it. They would only go back two months or something like that. There's a statute. So it, she says it turned, it was thousands of dollars of in course. two years that she was spending. And the only reason why, and now I remember she noticed it because she was putting herself on a budget because she lost her job. She lost her job putting herself on a budget. And so one of the biggest pies on her little budget was Amazon. She says, wait a minute, I really got to cut back. And then she dug a little deeper and it turned out that a lot of her Amazon charges were not actually Amazon charges. Man. And that banks are... They tell you, if you call your fraud alert or whatever, they tell you that this is such a common thing that you should be very, you should ch reconcile your Amazon charges every month. Also, don't even make, don't even use a debit card on Amazon. Maybe use only a credit card or even prepaid cards. Yes, that's smart. Because smart. it's happening that often that banks are, they're not like, they're not going to go back years and cover it. And you're not going to notice people don't notice that. No, even if it's just five bucks. Three bucks, but they're doing it. Let's say there's just a couple of bucks, two bucks. They're doing it to millions of people. Right. They're making M's oh, yeah. on a monthly it's a, basis. That's a big scam. So I just wanted to sh shed some light on it for you guys. Check those charges. Yes. yes. Check your Amazon charges. Make sure it's really Amazon and that you're, this particular person, it was a Chase debit card that got, um, that was scammed, but apparently it is a common thing. So pay attention. All right, you guys hold my coffee. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love when I get a good hold my coffee. So Ooh, let's go. this hold my coffee, unlike last week, which wasn't a troll. This one is, let's call this one a mini troll because I hate this comment. Gina2712 commented on my video where I was talking about, this is what menopause looks like. I'm 47 years old. I'm in menopause. And she says, wait until you're in your mid fifties, then see how you feel and look. I was in menopause early also, and everything changed mid-50s. Good luck. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah, but calm down. I, I don't am. want my ears to explode. No, no. <laughs> I just want to ask, Gina, sweetheart, what makes you think we're all built the same, first off? We're not all the same. I, I, I hate when men say stupid things like that. We're not built the same. It's all mindset. Her mindset's not like your mindset. So right there, that's already... Er, and two, she's just assuming. But yeah, you know assumptions what? Assumptions like you're going to okay, feel like Can her. I speak now? Since yeah, yeah. my comment. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just have my two cents. <laughs> my whole thing is I've been told that my whole life. Like my whole life. 
And I've talked about this on that podcast before, but I've talked, well, wait until you're 30. Everything changes when you're 30. Oh I got that. Yeah. Then wait until you're 40. Then wait until now it's wait until you're 50. I'm almost, I'm on, I'm almost 48 and I am already in menopause. Most women actually don't even enter menopause till their mid fifties. And I'm not saying that when I'm 50, I'm not going to encounter more challenges. I'm not naive to that. It doesn't mean that I'm going to lay over and play dead to those challenges. And I think that's the biggest difference. What are you doing right now? Exactly. What are you doing? You're getting ahead of things, right? Me and you? Yeah. Exactly. You got to get ahead of things. Don't wait till you're like crumbling down and broken down. Like, oh, I'm all broke. No, you got to get ahead of these things. You got to assess the problem and, and deal with it. Get in front of it. Yeah. And that's how my whole concept. It's not that I'm being naive and saying nothing. I'm going to feel this way forever, which we're going to get into in a second. No. But what I'm saying is... I am going to take on challenges and I'm going to, I'm not going to give up as I am presented with new health concerns or changes in my body or whatever. I'm going to deal with them head on and I plan on conquering them rather than having this mindset where I'm waiting in a corner going, oh my God, when I turn 50, is that why people are so depressed when they're every birthday because they get so depressed because what is this going to bring? No, I just don't. I choose not to think that way. No. But I also just urge you, if you find yourself saying that type of comment to someone, because I I think some people say they don't have malicious intent. I, I don't think that this person had malicious intent, but I just feel like it's just rephrase that comment when you want to tell someone that because it's really annoying thing. I've corrected myself from doing it too. Like even when I do it to my daughter or something, I'll be like, wait till you're my age. No, don't don't say that. No. Like instead- It gets annoying. People get annoyed with that. Because it's very, it's almost like you're wishing- bad things on that person. Instead, I embrace it. If you see my post, I'm like, I'm 48 and I embrace it. This is what 48 looks like when you put hard work and discipline right. and mindset. And I'm going to be 49 January and I embrace it. Yeah. So anyways, I do also want to point out that the person that we featured in the Body by Yoga 4158 in last week's Hold My Coffee, she commented it and said, no offense taken. So good for you for being a good sport. Good sport. I, I, I do appreciate that because that was a good conversation point. But this one, on the other hand, Gina2712, if you have anything to say about our perspective on this, you're welcome to comment as well. I'm open yep. to have good conversation with someone. But just my advice to you is that don't make comments like that to someone because it doesn't feel like you're coming from a good place. Even yes. if you are, you might not realize that it reads that way, but it does read that yes, way. Yes, it does. And let's talk about getting in front of your problems instead of waiting for them to just hit you on the face. I feel like that's what people are doing. They're just waiting around, withering like, oh, I'm going to be this age. I'm going to wait to see what happens. No. Because the earlier you address things, the better. And many of you guys know that I'm on my menopause journey right now. And right now, as I sit here, I actually feel great. I have great energy. My, My macros are working. I don't feel my biofeedback is good. So you'd think like, why do anything else if I, I feel great, right? Yeah, yeah, But yeah, yeah. I still want to get in front of things and I want to be optimized. So I have now yep. explored taking HRT yes. for myself. And I think a lot of people, which HRT, by the way, is hormone replacement therapy, which as our hormones fluctuate, as we get older and we lose estrogen and progesterone, that's why we're getting a lot of those undesirable symptoms and feelings. Hormone replacement therapy is a therapy to rebalance out your hormones. So if you need a little more estrogen, it gives you a little more estrogen. If you need testosterone, it'll give you testosterone. Exactly. 
it's actually known as like the gold standard for menopause symptoms Yeah, is HRT. And for men too, there's yep. HRT for men as well. But in terms of my yes. journey, it's a gold standard for symptoms and things. You saw me doing it. You're like, I'm not getting left behind now, but we're going to get you on board too. Yeah. You, you followed my lead on that. So I I'm like, ahead wait a minute. I want to do it. So yeah. he's a little ahead of me. I yes. went and got my blood work done. And even though I'm feeling great, like I said, I want to get in front of things. Let's look at things. I want to be working with a doctor that is familiar with my labs. And so as I, every few months, we redo my labs based on what I'm taking and we see where I'm at and what else needs to be adjusted. That's what we call optimization. Don't wait to feel like crap to do something about it. That's the problem with Western medicine. Yes. Horrible. Oh my God. I could go on a rant about Western medicine and go off, but we're not going to yeah, go there. Because if you go into like your traditional general practitioner and say, you know what? I feel great. Like the weight's coming off. I'm exercising. You think they want to do anything for me? They're like, no, they don't want to do anything for you. No. So you got to work with no, they don't. different types of specialists yes. that work. And we are working with a company that is helping us on this journey. And I'm yes. super excited about it. And, but I do want to go over some <clears throat> things. Okay. Because people just want to jump right into, oh, I just want to do hormone replacement therapy. There are some things that you need to be doing first. If you're not willing to do the basics and cover that first, then you're going to be wasting your money and your time. Facts. Because even though hormone replacement therapy is the gold standard for your menopause symptoms, a cream and a pill is not going to do anything for you if you're not putting in the work and doing the basic things first. Facts. Okay. So that is what I want to go over. Let's go over a list of things you should be doing right now. And you know what? I don't care if you're not in menopause yet or even perimenopause. These are all things that you can be doing at a very young age. Get in front of these things. Yes. Make this part of your life now and it'll make it not so difficult when you get to my age. What do we always say? Before your car breaks down, what do you do? Maintenance, oil change, tune-ups, right. air right. in the tire, change the tires. Don't wait till it breaks down on you. Don't wait till your vessel breaks down on you. Because then it's harder to fix. Way harder. And more expensive. And more expensive. There you go. There you go. Way more expensive. All right. The first thing, kind of a basic, right? A healthy diet. So a healthy, high-protein diet, high fiber. Women need fiber especially. So make sure that you are getting in your fiber. I take a fiber supplement to help with this process because we all know I'm not the best with veggies. Some weeks... I eat lots of greens. Some weeks I eat no greens. So when I'm not eating any greens, I do my fiber supplement because I do stay on track and track my fiber. So healthy, high protein diet with high fiber, number one. Winning. Number two, weight training is so important, like resistance training, even body weight exercises or actually lifting weights is so imperative, especially for women, for your bone health, for muscle mass, for mood incorporate resistance training sleep, into your program. Better sleep. Yeah. It's imperative that you do that, especially as you age and enter menopause. Vitamin D. Okay. Vitamin D supplementation is very important. This is also something you can <clears throat> test for. So get a, get some blood work done, see where your vitamin D levels are. Some people live in an environment or they have a schedule that doesn't expose them to a lot of natural vitamin D. I love to get natural vitamin D, but I also take a vitamin D supplement. The one I take is from Metagenics and I love it. It's nice. 2,500 IU per day is the recommended uh, dosage for vitamin D. It's excellent for bone health, mood, even blood sugar support, blood sugar balance issues. Another very important thing that a lot of people, and, and I actually ask this question to a lot of my new clients is, have you ever had your thyroid tested? Because if a lot of people say, I cannot lose weight, I struggle. 
getting your thyroid assessed is essential. Because, Big time. Because your thyroid is responsible for your metabolism. And a lot of times women may think they're in perimenopause or menopause, and it's actually a dysfunctional thyroid that mimics the symptoms for menopause. Yeah. So either hypo or hyper. And it's very important just to know where your thyroid is. Didn't you, you just got your thyroid assessed too yes. with your blood work, right? I'm good. I can't. Because that's important to me as I'm, as I'm getting older to get my get ahead of it, like you said. Exactly. And it's important. And a lot of people think that just their routine blood work at the doctor, no. it's not a full thyroid panel. Nope. So it's important to actually request a thyroid panel. Another thing is before em embarking on hormone replacement therapy or as part of that journey before you actually start taking it, full cardiovascular workup. So your blood sugar, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, Okay, because you need to be someone in good health before you just start HRT. Oh. You have to be a good fit because sometimes you plug one hole and create other holes. So you have to, that's why it's important. Don't just wait and, and, and think you're a busted up jalopy car and you're just going to be all, oh, I'm just going to get um, HRT. You might not be a candidate because you've broken down your body on other things. Yeah. Because like I said, you you fix one thing, you create another problem yes. sometimes. So don't go into something like HRT blindfolded and just think automatically you're going to do it. Exactly. Okay, you need to make sure that you're the right candidate. Another yep. thing to test for is your iron. Are you iron deficient? A lot of women are iron deficient just because they have heavy periods or they're not eating enough red meat. So iron, yeah. getting your iron tested. And I used to be anemic all the time. I didn't eat enough protein when I was young. You would, would you get lightheaded or what? How would you know? Yeah, lightheaded. You get real cold, right? Lightheaded, cold, yeah. weak, and bruise easily. Yes. And I was anemic and I didn't know why. And now that I look back, it's very clear why. It's because I was on a 1,200 calorie a day diet forever to lose my 100 pounds. And yes. then I just ate 1,200 calories all the time and I did not eat protein. And you, I probably, and you probably ate very little red meat back then. Yeah, I was nutrient deficient big time. They, oh, hell yeah. I, st I didn't eat red meat back then because of too many calories. Damn. Yeah, so I was nutrient deficient back then. I am not, I haven't been anemic in many years. So I eat plenty of protein and I don't avoid red meat. Another thing that people probably don't realize, and there's a lot of new studies coming out about this, but creatine specifically for women's health. Man, creatine is like all the new medical science and studies that are coming out. People got it twisted. They think, oh, it just puts water in your body, the assumption. Explain to them no, what creatine does. No, but creatine does. is so amazing. And I'm going to talk about it specifically for women's health. It is. It improves your strength and muscle mass, yep. energy, and improved sleep yes. and mood. Yes. There is studies that show that it actually give, puts you in a better mood. So it helps with that mood Cognitive stuff. brain function. Yes. Sharper, more, more clear-headed, they're saying. But it does... Doctor actually make studies. you stronger by yes. pulling water into your muscle bellies and making your muscles stronger and fuller in a good way, you guys. It's only going to make you look and feel better. And people get scared. They're like, doesn't it put water on you? Dude, who cares? It's going into your muscle bellies. But it's they water. Got it, they got it. Assumptions are wrong. So like I said earlier in this episode, I talked about how our fat cells hold water. Creatine's not going to cause your fat cells to hold on to the water. 
which is going to make you feel blubbery and squishy. Creatine no. makes you feel like a beast. Yeah. It puts mus- yes. it puts water into your muscle. So when you flex, you see a nice bulbous, firm yep. muscle. It's mm-hmm. going to make your skin appear tighter because your muscles are fuller, pushing harder on the skin. So creatine is excellent, but it's used to be like a man's thing. It did. And it- now they're saying it is ideal for women's health, especially for women in menopause. So nice. we That's love our creatine. We take pure, oh yeah. pure rebuild from one up nutrition has oh excellent yeah. flavor. So it makes it really easy to drink it. I could drink it in a glass with crushed ice and easy, just easy. enjoy it. Smooth. And, and you no, know, the reason I didn't, I was so anti for so long because the experience that I had when I was younger, because the whole preloading and it tastes awful. And it's like, I don't, why do I want to drink something that's going to make me feel awful? So of right. course, naturally I got away from it. And then in the recent, what, six months or so? Yeah, because so let me give you guys an example of what preloading is. So if you're five grams of creatine daily, three to five grams. And if you've never taken it before, start with three. Yes. Because just to make sure you don't have any like digestive discomfort. But back in the day, the preloading phase would, you would take 20 grams a day and it makes you sick to your stomach. Yes. If you do that, Mm -hmm. when did things become a problem? It's all in the volume that you consume of something. And with anything... Start always start less than you think you should and assess your tolerance and slowly increase. It just gives your it's a little nicer to your body that way to do that. So yep. if you do incorporate creatine, start with three grams first, see how you do, and then up it and get up to five. But five grams daily, even on days that you're not working out, it's just a daily supplement you should be taking. And now we know with a lot of recent studies, it has a lot of great benefits specifically for women and yes. specifically for women in those later years, like menopause years. The next thing is omega-3s. You should be taking an oily fish, an omega-3, or eating oily fish. An, um, an omega-3 supplement that has high levels of EPA, one to two grams of EPA per day, take your omega-3s. It's an essential supplement. I take mine. For sure. And so this is all, you know, this is all stuff you should be doing before you start taking HRT. Okay. Then you're also going to want to get your levels checked. I There's a, an alarming trend and legally they're allowed to do this, but there's these clinics and companies sprouting up. And I actually had one that wanted to work with me. Yeah, I'm not going to blast them, but when I found out how they went about it, I just am not comfortable with that. And I'm not comfortable with promoting that style. And it is to prescribe HRT based on symptoms only. That's like guessing your macros almost. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. No. Because like I said earlier in this list, right? Something like a thyroid, hypothyroidism, which would need medication, it can mimic menopause symptoms. So I might work with a clinic that says, oh yeah, you're in menopause. We don't need to do blood work. Here's your hormones. But what if my hormones are fine and it's something else that's causing the symptoms? Exactly. So that's... That should be a little illegal, though. You should always do blood work before prescribing it just to see where you're at. You're yeah, I'm guessing just, it's playing around with someone's health. I'm just not a fan of no. getting something like this, hormones in my body, without getting my levels checked first. Yeah. I want my levels checked. I want to have a baseline. And then I want to know what they're doing as I begin to introduce things into my body. Exactly. So if you don't ever get them checked to begin with, then you don't know what these things that you're taking are doing. Exactly. The purpose is to feel better, not feel worse. So get all of your hormone levels checked, which is the blood work that I've done. I'm, I did blood work that's going to do all this. It's a cardio, makeup, an iron, thyroid, all of that stuff. Through, Everything. Through the all company in. that we're yep. working with. And so that's another thing. And 
some, the next thing is, are you up to date on all of your health checks? Okay. Don't go get HRT. If you haven't taken care of your basic health needs, what do I, as a woman, a pap smear, a mammogram, a colonoscopy. If you're 45 years or older, do not skip the colonoscopy. No, don't. Okay. They recently changed that age from 50 to 45. There's a lot of people younger and younger getting colon cancer. So those are very yeah. important things, especially as you enter menopause, you're at like a critical place in your biology of your body where that's a lot of times will trigger, or that's when health things pop up. So mammogram, colonoscopy, those things, very important. And the other thing for me specifically, which definitely helped was a magnesium supplement. Supplement with magnesium, even if you are not in menopause, if you are in your time, your cycle, and you're having heavy cycles and things like that, you definitely will need magnesium. But especially as you enter menopause, I supplement with 400 milligrams a day of Metagenics magnesium glyconate. And you guys, it was game changer for me. Listen, you introduced it to me and it's been game changer for me as well. It helped calm my blood pressure down. Game changer. So once you've got all of that covered, you feel like you're doing all the things, it's time for optimization. Yes. Okay. It's time to get optimized. And that's where, based on the results of those levels that you got checked, you work with a company that's very specialized in this whole thing. They're not just going to throw it, something at you and hope it sticks, that they're going to look at your levels and be all based on your levels and based on what you, your goals are, this is what you should be taking. And then they follow up with you as you are taking it. So that's yeah. the stage that I'm at. I'm going to let you guys know what my, what my results were from my blood work, no gatekeeping. I'm going to share all of that with you guys as I get more information. And then we'll, I'll take you along the journey with me, the good, the bad, whatever it may be. I don't know if it's going to be good. Maybe it's a complete disaster for me. I don't know, but you guys will know how. That's so cool. They're yeah. going to get, they're going to get because experience what you're going to go through your process and right. you're going to explain it to them. And just remember you guys, if you are, once you're doing all of the things that I just talked about and you make that part of your life, HRT will be like icing on the cake. I'm excited. I want to see, cause I want to see what I feel like. I want to be, uh, mm -hmm. like you said, optim fully optimization. Like I'm, everything's hitting. But there's a, something missing. Right. And like a, a good friend, she actually is the one that DM'd me that she said, I got in front of it. I started taking HRT before I was symptomatic. And now I feel like I'm 40 forever. Wow. And, and I love that. I'm like, oh, I love that. I can't wait to I feel I want to be 40 forever. I'm, yeah. I'm almost 48. Who doesn't? Why not? It's a good Who age. doesn't want to? Remember, I've always said if I could pause, if I could press pause on an age, it was 40. Yeah. 40 is the age I would have liked. It's I felt a sweet great. Spot. I felt great leading into 40. I'm feeling right now how I felt when I turned 40. Wow. And Almost eight years later. That's crazy. Yeah. Right now I can say that. I couldn't yeah. say that three months ago, but right now yeah. I can say that I'm feeling like that 40 forever is sounding pretty good. You flipped the switch. All right, you guys. We're moving on to comment corner. Our first one comes to us from Chrissy Dunn, 3811. And she's a longtime listener to our podcast. And she left a comment on our YouTube and said, you ruined me, Janine and Mike. This is the first time I've watched you guys live. I've always listened on my walks. And now all I want to do is watch on YouTube. You guys are great. I smile and laugh and I always learn something. I love your chemistry. And she says, P.S. I'm one of the people who has been with y'all from the beginning. I know she hasn't. She's been a listener, but she decided to finally watch us and she loves it. Hey, shout out. Nice. So if you are listening right now Chrissy to our Dunn. podcast and you have not watched us on YouTube, 
give us a try on YouTube. Yeah, watch come us on watch because we can interact a little bit better exactly. down in the comments. So mm-hmm. come yep. watch us over on YouTube as well. True. Maybe you can catch it both. You know what I mean? Sometimes you watch, sometimes you listen. Yep. But yeah. yeah, we'd love to have you over on YouTube. If you're not already subscribed and you're watching this episode right now, by the way, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We Hit that button. Really appreciate it. Okay, the next one comes to us from Jennifer Cree, 4347. She says, thank you. All I can say is thank you. I had an accident that caused me to have several back surgeries, but you guys have reminded me not to give up. Nope. Um, don't give up. Don't. Never keep give fighting. up. Hey, if you're breathing, you're alive, keep fighting. That's my advice to you. Keep yes, fighting. exactly. Keep fighting. Yep. Fight the good fight. Yes. All right. The next one is comes to us from user, some numbers. It's a compl- complex uh, user ID there, but this person says, I love your show and all of the facts, as Mike would say. I have learned so much from both of you and really appreciate all of your advice. I'm hoping you can address how to handle an injury. I've been so motivated and achieving great results, but I have an old lower back injury resurface. It has really set me back on my move goals. I'm feeling discouraged, but staying on track and I'm not giving up. I'm not, I'm trying to heal. However, it has been a challenge. Any advice to modify macros or move goals or just to stay positive would be welcome. So oh. this is good. She's basically, and this is what we talked about in the intro is what do you do if you do have an injury? You don't want to lose your progress. If you are, I'd like to say like your output is changing. Do you change your yes. input and how do you work around an injury? Do you have anything to say about that? Cause uh, I know it, you've experienced it, it, that in your well, life. Yeah, I'll, I'll break it down. So when I went through my surgery for my leg, I had compartmental syndrome. I was bedridden for a couple of weeks. Then one day I said, you know what? It's time to go to the gym. It's as painful as it is. It's standing a long time. I took my ass with my crutches. You saw me before we even mm-hmm. dated. So I'm in the gym on crutches just doing upper body. So I worked around my injury. Mm-hmm. Instead of succumbing to it and be like, oh, I'm in pain. They can prescribe me Vicodins. I'm just going to be in bed depressed all day popping these Vicodins. I'm in extreme pain. I said, nah, it's time to get up out of bed and start mm-hmm. pushing yourself. Because that was a challenge. Something just told me you need to get out of this bed and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You can work your upper body. So that's what right. I did. So I worked around my injury. So you just have to work around it. Yeah. Well, I, well, I would say recovery is Im- most important. So don't work through it. No, you have don't to Don't work recover. through it. You have to work around it as yes. long as it's not going to impede your recovery. Yep. But there's always something you can do. And what I like to say is the most important thing is that you don't lose the habit of working out. Exactly. So even if you are, even if you are not moving as much or you are not as burning as many calories or whatever, you still want to keep that same habit and do what you can to work around your injury. So I don't know specifically the specifics of your injury, but if you can still walk, if you can get steps in, I don't know, with a lower back, I don't know. That's different. I've had, right. I haven't had lower back injury. I've had lower back pain where I, where I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't walk, but I walk in and it feels better. Last week that we walked, I was like, oh, my lower back feels Me way too, better. Me too, sometimes. So it yeah. does depend. So obviously recovery is number one and working around it and keeping that, that exercise like block in your schedule, very yes. important. Don't lose that. And do what you can, upper body band work, body weight exercises, whatever you can still try to do. Now, that being said, clearly, if you have something like an injury or maybe you've had a surgery or even an illness or something like that, your output is changing. What I mean by that is your calories burned is changing. So if your output changes, what does that mean? You have to change your input. Yeah, true. You do, or else you're going to see... Your body's going to start storing fat. Yep. 
So while I do, it's unfortunate sometimes I've had situations where I was sick or not going to be able to work out for a while. And I did, what I would do is I would adjust my macros to compensate for it somewhat. And then I'd still try to get in a lot of protein to prevent muscle wasting. Yeah, exactly. That's a good advice right there. Yeah. And I do make that adjustment. You have to think about your calorie deficit and whether your body stores fat or not as a mathematical equation. Okay, it all goes back to numbers and I was, math. I, didn't I say it? It all breaks down to numbers. Right. Everything you do in life, it has to do with numbers. Yeah, so if you are burning less than you are taking in because now due to your illness, due to your injury, due to whatever it may be, then if you don't want the sum of that equation to be a surplus and fat storage, then you have to change what you can control which is your input, which is the food that you're eating. You always say control what you can control. Right. That's because you sometimes in life, do. those things that you can control change. If you have yeah. an injury and you can't work out or you've had a surgery and they said, hey, no working out for six weeks. If I had a surgery and they said no working out for six weeks, I would absolutely adjust my macros to compensate for that. Oh, yeah. And then I would ask the doctor the minute I <clears throat> to get clearance to at least get steps in at the very least. Very Just least. slow steps in. Yep. So if you can do that, great. And then, like I said, the last piece of advice is keep the placeholder, still exercise in whatever capacity that you can so that you don't lose the habit of exercise. Facts. That's important because once you lose the habit, it's Ooh, it's really hard, hard to, get, to get it back. Yes. Really Very hard. hard to get that momentum back. Yeah. Okay. The next one comes to us from Tammy Kirk 1549. She says, I have a question. I train four days a week, walk seven days, two to three miles. My meals is always focused around protein, but I'm not losing. I know I need to track. I used to always track for many years, so I know my portion size, and I pretty much eat basically the same thing. That's why I don't understand why I don't lose. Ever since I turned 60, I'm not losing it at all. I gain. I don't like the my Fitness Pal app. I really need to find a good tracking app for my calories, but I don't know which one to go with. Do you have any suggestions? Okay, this is where I talk about where I want to talk about weight loss stalls. This is basically she's saying she's stalled, right? The first thing to do if you are stalled is track. Even if you have stopped tracking and maybe you've maintained for a while or you've been able to lose before not tracking, if you are stalled, you'll want to track so that it'll more easily, you can more easily identify where the issue is. Yeah. If you're not tracking, you do not have data. You're not going to be able to figure out where the issue is. Can't guess. If you are stalled, what I can tell you with certainty, what's happening is something in that equation that I just talked about has changed. Yeah. Something's changed. Your inputs have changed or your outputs have changed, but something has changed if your result is different. Exactly. And, and there is no, it's, there is, one can't be true without the other. It is a mathematical certainty, thermodynamics. It's a scientific fact. So tracking will give you the ability to identify it. Yeah. And that's what I would recommend. And look at tracking like this, because I think you guys look at this word tracking and macros and intimidate you. Look at tracking like knowing how much money you have in your, in your bank account for the day. How much mm-hmm. money am I able to spend on myself? Look at it like that. So you're not guessing anymore. Right. People who try to guess, I have friends who try to play the guessing game. I think they can do it. I'm like, okay, show me. Here's my thing too. But when it comes to tracking, 
Tr- don't everyone has different levels of what they're willing to track and for how long they're willing to track. And yep. that's perfectly fine. If you're monitoring your weight, then you know when to hop back on and get a little more rigid with it. Or, you know, when you're like, I'm good, actually, I'm, I'm my weight staying stable. If you can achieve your goals without tracking, that's like the Holy grail, right? It is, if you could do that. But the problem is, and it's fine until it's not fine. Yep. And when it's not fine, you have to be willing to go back to tracking. So for Tammy, what I would recommend for you to do, go back to tracking because you had a lot of like wishy-washies in your your question, if you think about it. You said, I know I need to track. I know my portion size and I pretty much eat basically the same. The variables there, the kind of and the pretty much could be enough to keep the scale the scale from budging and there's your answer is in the, the answer is in your uncertainties right there and you're probably overeating a lot of people are i'm sorry but even people who master macros and tracking mm-hmm. like yourself what happens when you let it slip a little bit your weight went up and yeah. you're a pro at it yeah so it's imagine the, them they're not they're just not coaches they're just doing it for themselves it was the days that i wasn't tracking were causing me to be in a surplus and you can be in denial on the days that you're not tracking a lot easier. Now, do I track like meticulously when I'm in maintenance? No, I I use a much looser approach to tracking when I'm in maintenance, but I've been doing this, you guys, for 26 years. It's a little different. You built the mindset. It's a little different. I also built the ability to, when most people, I would tell them absolutely not, do not ballpark something. My ballparks are pretty spot on. Yeah, you're pretty good. <laughs> because I've been doing this for so long. You've been doing long. it for so long, yeah. You're a master at this, at your craft. But it's okay. Like I said, if you can get to a point where you don't have to meticulously track and you're getting the result that you want, great. But if you get to a point where you're not getting the result that you want, then you have to rethink it. So I would recommend try a new tracking app, Tammy, if you don't like MyFitnessPal, like I suggested to you when I replied to this comment, Nutrition IX. Way better. I love Nutrition IX. Yes. Take some time to save the things that you eat most frequently. It sounds like you eat around the same thing all the time. So for you, it'll be very easy. Make sure that you're using a food scale. Don't ballpark things. When you want the scale to move, you don't want to ballpark things. Nope. You just don't. If you want the scale to stay the same, you're okay with ballparking sometimes if you're in maintenance. But if you want it to actually move, it's freaking hard to get the scale to move. Okay, so if you want it to move and you want to stop feeling like you're spinning your wheels month after month and nothing's happening, then just do a little more work to get it to move. That's it. A little more work. Stalls usually are not stalls. They're not actual stalls. Most people think a stall is my body. My body doesn't want to release any more fat. They use all these crazy, funny analogies. Yes. My body is in starvation mode. No, none of that is true. No. Your body is not having... It's crazy the assumptions that people come up with. Like they just make things up out of the air. Not Nothing against her. I'm just saying 10 things and you're way off. You're the, off on all of it. The fact is, if you're stalled, something has changed in that equation. The inputs, the outputs, something. Even if it's not... Because you're thinking, I'm exercising the same and I'm eating the same. Okay, but that's only two variables. Yep. There's other variables to your... Fat loss equation. What about your neat calories? Did your job change? Yep. Did with your Are you getting less steps in? Or are you getting more steps? You got to look at all that. Your yeah. activity levels. And a lot of people don't look at that. They just think that they're still doing the exact same thing and they're not changing. Things change. So if you're stalled, something has changed. Yeah. 
So you have to just take a closer look at it. That's what I start tracking. That's what I work on with my clients. Cause yeah, without tracking, you yeah, don't have the you're data. Guessing. No, you're no. really guessing. I just got on one of my boys about the bro. Stop guessing. Like you got far, you've done good, dude. But pretty soon this is as far as you're going to go. You're not going to be able to cheat the game. Right. And I also want to say as a coach, people think that a coach is going to work with you. And every week they're going to give you like these big changes. If you are on a right set of macros and you're tracking and you're on your this program or whatever, you shouldn't be having a lot of big changes to that. There shouldn't nope. be big changes as you no. go along. If your coach is making big changes every time, a lot of times I feel it's because people think that their coach needs to give them big changes to get value. But the truth is, if you have a good coach, the changes that your coach is making are maybe very minuscule. Very minuscule. Like I've just this week, we're exploring some, making some changes for you based on your biofeedback. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we're exploring changing your macros. That's just this yeah. week after almost four months. Yeah. Myself, I have not made a single change to myself in all of this time. So something to keep in mind if you're what, working with someone. What's your adage? Did I say that right? Adage. Adage. You always get that wrong. I don't know why. old adage. Old adage. Adage. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah. When it breaks, then you fix it and you adjust. Right. With macros, you stall. Let's just say you're really following, you're tracking and something's, you're not feeling good or you stall, then you start making. Yeah, because like with this question from Tammy, you might not notice anything because it's only a small little change that needs to happen. You just can't identify it because you're not tracking. But it's not... But on a different note, if your coach is having to make big ass changes to your macros all the time right. when you're doing check-ins, uh-uh. get another coach because something's no. wrong. Yeah, you're right. So uh, when you're right, when you're on the right track and consistent, very little changes need to be done. Coaches really is there to hold you accountable. Is the truth? That's it. We're not miracle workers. We can't stop you yeah. from going to your fridge in the middle of the night or going through drive-thrus yeah. or drinking that alcohol. They're there to remind you to do the tracking, but they can't yep. track it for you. Nope. They're there to remind you why of your why of sometimes. Of your why, yeah. And to just be that someone that you don't want to answer to if you don't do it. And that's the holding you accountable. Sometimes you need a kick in your ass is what it is. Yeah. And, and my guys would tell me, like, thank you, man. You gave me a good kick in my ass. And they do. The real true benefit of having a coach is the accountability. Yeah. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one.